The Golden Knights beat the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2 last night. Forget about the game, though. What'd you think of Jack Eichel getting to wear the Elvis wig and sunglasses after cool. the game? I thought that was kind of cool. So it's a good game, boys. A lot of teams have like a player of the game little trophy right. or prop that they give to a player in the locker room afterwards. And it's just like amongst the team. This isn't like the three stars of the game. It's just the team gives it out. And we publicly had not seen the Golden I've never Knights. Seen that. I did not know that existed. I don't remember them ever having one. Maybe they had one in the first or second year, but I can't recall the Golden Knights ever having, at least publicly, some little, hey, you're the player of the game, put on this hat or this jacket or whatever. And the glasses. Yeah, and a lot of teams have it, and we have now seen the Golden Knights. It's an Elvis wig and a pair of sunglasses. I think the star's down a beer. Well, Pete DeBoer, when you beat your former team, you down a I beer? Think, I think he said that during <laughs> after big wins, someone downs a beer. And that night that they beat the Golden Knights, the first time he was back, he, he took it. Pete DeBoer chugged the beer. Yep. Can we get Jack Eichel with the um, rocking the Presley wig at the next game? Wear it under his helmet the whole game? I don't think that's going to happen. They should do that. It should be... When you're named the first star of the game, you have to come out. You skate it. around with it on, with the glasses. and the sunglasses on. Yeah, that would be. That's good. what it should That'd be, be. Fun. That'd be fun. All right, I have two things that I'm disappointed though in Jack Eichel. <laughs> not as both, not both his goals. I go. He was great. He was great. They need that type of performance. Um, but first off, he gets like, "Hey, you're the player of the game. You say something to the team, and all he said was, good win. That's a good team, boys.' Yeah." Yeah. Okay. All right. Kind of, I think you said let's keep it rolling. Yeah. You know, three, three sentences. Eh, kind of uninspiring. Uh, but the other part, and this is probably unfair expectations because I couldn't do one if I was put on the spot. But when he put on the Elvis wig and sunglasses, I 100% expected an Elvis impression. Impersonation? Out of him. <laughs> Which, again, is probably unfair because if you did it to me, I wouldn't be able to do a very good one. But. I, I was like, oh, he's going to talk to the team with an Elvis impersonation. But he didn't do that. I was a little disappointed. If he had just he said... He was having trouble putting on the wig. He he's was. like, is this how I do it? Is he this was. how it goes? If he hadn't been playing the game very often, apparently. If he had just said, great game, that's a good team, let's keep it rolling, but said it in an Elvis, Elvis voice impersonation, that would have been phenomenal. Yeah. So a little disappointed. I think if you put it on, you got to be working on it. You put it on, you got to have your Elvis accent ready to Who go. Who on that team? Marsha so? Has an Elvis impersonation? Who would do one? I mean, oh. I'm not saying any of them are good. Why do I feel like Marsha so... Can he do impressions? I feel like he I might mean, just talk in the same sort of loud, yelling voice all the time. I'm trying to think who on that team would do an impression. I'm guessing somebody like... Logan Thompson? Some, yeah, somebody random is just like, oh yeah, he does great impressions. It's going to be like Keegan Golasar. It's like, oh yeah, he can no, impersonate it's be William Carey. Well, he can do everything else. I get the impression William Carrier said six words in his life. <laughs> like, he's, too busy, he's too busy building Right, things? he's just fixing everything. You're like, well, we need to fix the coffee maker. And he just okay. says, what room? <laughs> and then fixes it. Like, I, I don't know. I just get the impression William Carrier said seven words in his entire life. But maybe he can do a really good Elvis impersonation. He just doesn't talk very much. So I, uh, I like it. It's pretty good. Yeah, stuff like that's great. And... I can't believe that this is, I mean, maybe I can, but this is the first time they've had something like this. This is the first time they've tweeted it out. Right, that we've it's the seen it. first time it. we've seen it. Yeah. So maybe it's new. Might be. Might be pretty new. We saw it, and 
It was actually on, because this was a national TV game last night. It was actually on TNT, too. TNT showed it on TV. Jack Eichel wearing the wig. Really? And the sunglasses. Because they do, when it's a national TV game, they get a little bit more sort of locker room access. Before the games, they'll show the coaches for like 10 seconds saying something. Like Bruce Cassidy last night was like, let's play, let's play North Boys or something like that. <laughs> and like walked out of the room. So you get you get like ten seconds of the coach saying something before the game, and then afterwards they usually show the winning locker the winning room, locker and, room and what the guys something say. in there. And in this case, it was here's Jack Elvis, Eichel with an Elvis wig and and sunglasses. Yeah, I was like, wait, because at first you just see I got I didn't even realize it was Laurent Brossois, but you see Laurent Brossois taking no him the wig. It was him. I wondered who that was. <laughs> you see Can him taking him out. the wig, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And then he puts it on. And you're like, oh, is that supposed to be Elvis? It was Elvis and. Jack Eichel got it because he scored twice. He did score twice. Had a very good shot um, and then scored on a breakaway. Maybe more importantly, Golden Knights last night with Eichel on the ice had a 74% expected goals rate, which is a phenomenal number. And more impressively, after the first period, the first line had a 0% expected goals rate. First period of that game, Jack Eichel, they didn't produce Anything. anything. Not at all. Second and third periods, that line was terrific. They were very, very good. Now, he did score, what was that? The first goal was actually with Carrier and um, Kessel. Kessel, yeah. They had jumped on the ice. So it wasn't actually with the first line, but it was still good goal from Jack Eichel and the Barbashev and Marcheseau line. They had... They had a good shift before that that helped set it up while they were changing or right after they had changed. I think the the curious part about Jack Eichel, he is having a you know pretty good season, right? If you look at his overall numbers, he's having a pretty good season. He has had quite a few games where he plays like that, and he looks like, yep, this is one of the best players in the world. But doesn't it feel like he hasn't done it enough? Well, there were stretches earlier in the season where everyone was wondering where he was. Yeah, and I I wonder what our expectation should be for. Jack I think Eichel. Should be expectations that he's one of the best players in the world. So, like, that's how we should be looking yeah, at it, that, that this guy that, is a... I think a, that's fair. Because ESPN just had a story where they talked to a bunch of executives, and I think some players were on there, too, and asked them to vote on top 10 players at every position in the league. Jack Eichel was not a top 10 center in the league. Not top 10 overall player. He was not a top 10 center in the NHL, which, again, this is just... Anonymous opinions anonymous from, opinions, from right. executives right. And, and maybe some players were included in there. But that's a problem if he's not a top 10 center in the league. Like if, if, the you, if you can honestly look at it and say Jack Eichel right now at 26 years old is not a top 10 center in the league. They gave up a lot to get him. Mark Stone's hurt at the moment. Yep. He needs to be a top. He, he might he need to be, to be a there. top five center. Right. right? Like For the, them to make a deep run if Stone doesn't come back. Right. And so when we talk about expectations, it's such a high bar for Jack Eichel because, again, he's had a good season. Like, you wouldn't look at Jack Eichel's numbers and say, no, that guy's not very good. But Jack Eichel's got to be better than good. Jack Eichel's got to be a lot like what he was last night, where he is a superstar player, where he is the reason you win. He has those two or three moments, and that's why you win the game. And if we get more of that, then Jack Eichel could be one of the big reasons the Golden yeah. Knights are winning playoff series and 
playing for a Stanley Cup or something like that if you can get more of those. But the problem is, is he's disappeared a little bit. There have been big stretches. I think and, earlier in the year he really did. And, I mean, you go a week where you kind of don't do anything, you're out of the playoffs. Yeah. So, which is, I think, a, a possibility. Is Aiden Hill good? <laughs> I think Aiden Hill's average. Okay. Has Aiden, because Aiden Hill's been really good the last two games. If Okay. Ignore the turnover that led directly to a Colorado goal. 14 <laughs> seconds into a game. After that 14 seconds, the last two games, he's been really good. And he's done it against Carolina and Colorado. Two good teams. This isn't, oh, he shut out the two Coyotes. Two teams that could win the Cup. Right. Um, last night gave up uh, two goals on 26 shots. Saved 24-26. Carolina's expected goals was 2.33. So Aiden Hill gave up two. Was better than the average goalie would be in that scenario. Uh, he's been good. And we talk about goalie-friendly environment playing with the Golden Knights. We talk about... Uh, the injuries these guys have at the goalie position. We talk about will they trade for Jonathan Quick? The way Aiden Hills played the last two games, it kind of makes the argument to not trade for Too a goalie. small sample size? It is, but like, if it's truly a goalie-friendly environment, if it's truly a, oh, you know, it's not about the goaltender, you don't trade for a goalie unless he's significantly better than the guys you have, right? Well, and the other thing is, if you trade for him, and you've talked about this before, if you put him on waivers, he's probably, you're probably getting nothing back for him. Yeah. That would be interesting. I wonder how it changes after the deadline what teams need, because Aiden Hill hasn't been very good for most of the season. Like, he's been bad enough that you probably could put him on waivers and he would and, get through. He'd, he'd get through it? Yeah. Um, but he's played well the last two games, and depending on how teams goalie depth looks after the deadline, there might be somebody that needs a goalie because they traded away whoever at the deadline. So I'd be curious to see. I, I, I don't know how much teams would jump in on a small sample size uh, of Aiden Hill, because again, these you're not claiming Aiden Hill and it's like, Oh yeah, we got our goalie guys. Like you're right. 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 You're getting a backup goalie who you actually might prefer your backup to be better I think than they Aiden go Hill. with him again against Jersey. I, at this point, I, yeah, I think you kind of have to. I mean, he's been playing really well. And are they afraid to play Michael Hutchinson? <laughs> well, like Darren Millard came on, he was like, "Well, if Aiden Hill gets hurt, then oh god, <laughs> he hasn't played hasn't played an NHL game this year." We we talked to Ken Bulky uh, yesterday, and he said the same thing about they're like terrified to play Michael Hutchinson. I'm like, if it's a goalie friendly environment, put Darren Millard in there and see how it goes. Oh, like, I love that. I'd love that. Our friend, our dear friend. Yeah, like it's just, I don't know, it's fascinating to me that uh, you have, the goalie situation is just well, bizarre. then if, and supposedly Bersois is going to come back uh, sooner than Logan Thompson, but if it's worse than they're letting on, which, oh, what a shock, that could be true, <laughs> uh, maybe that's why they made the quick deal, because they're scared to death of Michael Hutchison. Uh, Bruce Cassidy didn't mention how much he loves HIPAA yesterday, did he? No, he did not okay. pull a Dusty Baker. He did not pull a Dusty Baker. <laughs> By the way, an update on Dusty Baker using HIPAA, HIPAA to not give any player updates, injury updates. The Astros general manager talked to the media this morning and gave a legitimate update on Jordan Alvarez. He's like, yeah, his hand's sore, but he's he's going to be fine. He just hasn't started swinging a bat yet. Like, meanwhile, Dusty Baker, when asked about it, HIPAA, I man. I love HIPAA. HIPAA. I love HIPAA. Can't talk about Can't it. Can't tell you guys anything. But the GM's, like, giving updates. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he's fine, or he's not like it's like because uh, their other injured player is Michael Brantley right now, who may or may not be ready for opening day. And the Astros GM was like, it's going to be tight, uh, but if he does miss opening day, he won't be out very long. It'll only be like a week or two. So meanwhile, Dusty Baker's like, who's Michael Brantley? <laughs> I can't even pretend now, he exists. That's kind of true, probably, though. Yeah, well, he loves he might- Michael Brantley. But maybe he doesn't know his name. That's fair. He goes, that's I fair. like that guy. Yes. That's fourth down the bench. <laughs> that guy's pretty good. But maybe he doesn't know his name and he has to tell someone, go get that guy. I can't know his name. That would violate HIPAA. Yes. Not allowed around here. <laughs> not, violate not HIPAA. If I knew everybody's name. All right. Coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, find out with us. After back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Greeny and Tyler Bischoff. All right, hopefully in a couple of minutes, we're going to be joined by Sean Price, who is a tight end for the Vegas Vipers, the XFL team here in Las Vegas. So Sean Price, hopefully coming up very soon. In the meantime, I just saw a tweet from Chris Murray, who uh, works for Nevada Sportsnet in Reno. Uh, The Nevada Wolfpack, they are now accepting NCAA tournament ticket requests. Okay. They're not in for sure. No, but you got to plan ahead. All right. You got to plan ahead. Don't Professional teams don't start selling playoff tickets until they make the playoffs, right? Yeah, but, you know, Reno's trying to stay on top of things. Okay. All right. That's tough just, having the Rebels this week to do this, that. Uh, well, Utah State just bumped their <laughs> – after Nevada's done, their net might be 15. <laughs> they beat UNLV by 25. They're going to be 15 in net. They're going to be a two-seed in the NCAA tournament if they beat them by enough. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what the NCAA tournament does for the uh, – for the Mountain West, which, by the way, there's still more games to play, so we'll see. But with Utah State jumping up that high in net, we talked about it. The number is uh, 34. Nobody with a net of 34 or better has been left out of the NCAA tournament. They've got three teams for sure, and I think Nevada's 35. So San Diego State, Boise State, Utah State are all in the top 34. San Diego State's like 17. Yeah, and, and Nevada's 35, right I think. So if that holds true... If I'm Nevada, though... I want to get to the tournament final. I want to. Yeah. I mean, and you, you want to beat UNLV, obviously. Well, I'm just saying when you get to the conference tournament. The other fascinating part about net rankings, um, because it takes into account margin of victory, uh, Ken Palm does too, but Ken Palm has a garbage uh, time factor that, like, if a game's, if it's a 20 point game with three minutes to go, that does it doesn't matter what happens in the final three minutes for your Ken Palm rating. But net, we don't actually know all of the details of how net works. Utah State didn't pull all of its players until 50 seconds left in the game no, last I know. night. And, and the announcers made a point yeah. about that, saying, like, hey. They, they had Ashworth out, and they had um, one or two of their other starters out, but they were they had a few starters, and they had their top two or three bench players still in the game yep. until 50 seconds to go because the difference in a 25-point win and a 15-point win is, is... It might be three or four spots in the Right, night. and they jumped again for anybody that missed it earlier. They jumped from 35 in Ken Palm to 24 and from 30 to 22 in net. In net. Which, again... That gets you in. Right. If those they're, are, if those are their the numbers... If those are their numbers at the end of the year, they're in the yes. NCAA tournament. It would be historic for them to not be in the NCAA tournament with those numbers. So, good for Utah State. Um, UNLV's doing its part as a good conference member. <laughs> and Nevada, if they beat you, because again, the key here is that UNLV is not considered a bad team, right? UNLV is not, UNLV is a top 100 Ken Palm team. Come into UNLV is a quad two win. Um, UNLV is not a awful basketball team. And because of that, you get some credit, you get a benefit 
for beating them. And if you beat them by 25, like the projected margin last night was two. It was a 76-74 Utah State yeah. win. So Utah State was 23 points better than expected right. is, is a good way to look at it. And that's why they jumped so high in net in Ken Palm. In Ken Palm. So good for Utah State. Good for the Mountain West. They might actually end up uh, pulling off these uh, high rankings if they can keep that up. If Nevada can do the same thing to UNLV, they're going to have a really good shot at it. So there's your situation for UNLV and the Mountain West. Still waiting for Sean Price. Hopefully we get Sean Price. Yeah, the Vipers. He is a uh, tight end. Veteran of the other football leagues. He's played in the AAF. He played in the, the first, it wasn't the first version, but the most recent version of the XFL. And now is back in the XFL again with the Vegas Vipers, uh, who just played their first home game at Cashman Field. Played two games so far and are 0-2. So uh, Sean Price, tight end from the Vegas Vipers, uh, should be joining us in just a second. Uh, so the AF, AAF and XFL, some of the other leagues here, and Vegas is always among one of those teams. So joining us now, a member of the Vegas Vipers, Sean Price. Good morning, Sean. How Hi, are Sean. you? I'm blessed. How are you doing? Good. We're good. All right. So I wanted to ask you this because you've played – in the AAF, you played in the uh, initial version of the XFL, and now you're back in the XFL again. What's different this time around? Why is the XFL different this time than what the AAF was and what the XFL was earlier? Um, I would have to say the biggest difference is that the league actually looking in for player engagement, um, getting out with the community, but first and foremost is taking care of the guys, making sure that we're set on and off the field and understand that there's more um, opportunities for you, but it's also bigger than the game of football, like setting up a lot of um, out, outside opportunities for you to be set up once your playing days are over with. Uh, on the field, uh, talent and ability, uh, what you've seen, you guys have played two games throughout the league. Uh, compare it maybe to other leagues you played in. Uh, I mean, talent in this league now is definitely, uh, you got a lot more NFL caliber guys in this league. Um, that's what I've taken from the first two games that we've played in. Uh, talent level is definitely higher. Um, energy level is higher. and It's all around better, better competition. What is it uh, for you personally, uh, as far as like chasing the dream of playing professional football that you've been through all of these leagues? What's been the toughest part for you about that? Um, toughest part for me is just, I mean, obviously you're getting up in age, so it's just staying healthy, but, um, yeah, I'm just honestly, I'm just grateful for the opportunity, just being able to go out here and play the game of football. It's, you couldn't ask for anything more than that. Do you see uh, ability to to continue on with this league uh, and and keep it going in terms of they got the television contract? Um, Dwayne Johnson seems very intent on keeping this going this time. What could what good and bad? What could keep this going, and what you know would you fear might derail it? Um. Yeah, no, I, I believe Dwayne Johnson and Garcia have done a wonderful job building a wonderful foundation, you know, picking up off of Vince, what Vince McMahon has set in place, um, but obviously adding their own touches to it here and there. Um, so, I mean, I think as of right now, everything is going well. Obviously, right now, they have all teams hubs and Texas, but I think in the upcoming seasons next year, maybe the year after that, they'll have teams in their respective cities so we can get more player and fan engagement. Um, that would be the only thing that I would say um, would really solidify this league. Sean Price with us from the Vegas Vipers. All right, what was uh, it like meeting Rod Woodson, your head coach, for the first time? Um, oh, it was graceful. Coach Woodson, you know, knowing his history and 
um, all his accolades, being a Hall of Famer and everything like that, he's just so down to earth. Um, you speak to him, he's certainly um, he's very, 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 very humble. Doesn't really speak too much on all of his accomplishments. You wouldn't even know he was a Hall of Famer if you weren't a football player. I, I put like that. He's just very homegrown, um, very down to earth. So generally a great guy. Um, but for me, knowing his background when I met him, that was truly amazing. What did you think about the experience last week at Cashman? You guys come home again this week. Uh, just looking forward to getting back out there, stacking a W. What has been you? Because you played college football at South Florida, you've played in a couple different leagues. What's been the best uh, stadium that you've played football in? The best stadium I played football in. That's a good one. Uh, actually, I, say, I would say it was in the AF when we played San Antonio. That was a pretty pretty pump crowd. Um, Texas loves football, and they they showed showed up that day. That was a very loud game. Sean Price with us, a tight end for the Vegas Vipers. Uh, what what do you think it takes to get that sort of fan, uh, that atmosphere with the fans across the new version of the XFL? Um, you know, like I said earlier, just getting out, getting more player fan engagement, actually getting out in the community in your respective cities, um, um, getting out interacting with people, and obviously putting on Ws on game day, you know, getting people a show, but definitely player fan engagement is a huge part of that. Well, he is Sean Price from the Vegas Vipers. They're back at home this week and out at Cashman Field. Uh, Sean, we appreciate your time this Thanks, morning. Thanks, Sean. Take care of yourself. All right. Thank you. Uh, so there again, Sean Price, tight end with the Vegas Vipers, uh, who play at Cashman Field, um, which uh, I like the big screen they put up out there at Cashman, out behind. Uh, I'm going to go for the first time. Field. Last week I was uh, covering something else. Lady Rebels, of course. That's right. The Lady Rebels. Yeah. That's right. Well. It was 18 they're, straight. They're 28 and two. I know they should to, be covered. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, we've done a good job of that this year. The two best sports teams in this city are the Aces and the Lady exactly. Rebels. No That's question. it. Golden Knights are pretty good, but they haven't won a title yet. They haven't won 18 in a row either. No, they haven't. Nine, won. Is 19 Nine, total? It's yeah, 19 sorry. total now. I didn't want to short them. What? No, don't short them. All right, coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, it's Jr. Starkus. Southern Glazers Wine Spirits and Beer of Nevada. Nailed it. Nailed it. Look well, you're getting, you're getting, you're getting, no, you're getting better. No, I nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. I nailed it. Uh, this is going to be good because we're in our secondary studio as mm-hmm. our other studio gets remodeled. There are only three mics in here. Yeah. And the one JR is using is supposed to be the mic that Danny or Jared uses behind the board. But we have it sort of oddly sticking out behind a couple of computer monitors and JR is leaning over a table to talk into it. It's a first-class operation here. You know? uh, hey, we it is, baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> Come on. I'm going to have Danny just yell at you to talk into the mic at any point if you start drifting away from that mic. Yeah, what I'm going to try and do is <laughs> speak into the mic, and then I have to, just to draw a picture for all the people listening, I have to, like, like I can see you, you can't Jared. can't really look at us while talking Yeah, Yeah, no, mic. but yeah. I can only see half of Ed, so I have to speak into the microphone and then... Step away to see Ed for a second, yeah. This is going to go well. I love it. This is where the extreme mixologist comes in. Like, if I have to lean against a board like this to make a drink, then that's what I'll do for you guys. Make it happen. Yeah. It's exciting. Will you go to a Vegas Vipers XFL game? No. 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 Will not. No. No, I will not. It's not about the price. Like, I don't want to drive down to Cashman. Great product. I will not. I will not. I mean... I'm trying to think of a scenario in which I would. Freeman chip ice cream? Maybe. Uh, no, I think, <laughs> like, I honestly, 
There's so many things going on in our city all the time. Okay, hold on. Let's let me run through the sports teams. Okay, um, and you just tell me which ones you've been to in the last. Uh, we'll just say cal- year, twelve months. Okay, you been to a Raiders game? No. Been to a Golden Knights game? Yes. UNLV basketball? No. UNLV football? Yes. Las Vegas Aces? No. UNLV women's basketball? No. Las Vegas Aviators? Yes. Uh, Las Vegas Lights? No. UNLV baseball? Yes. Sierra Vista baseball? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Opening day today, baby. Going. Yes, that's yeah. That's where I got my sweatshirt on today, man. So the rundown there was yes to Golden Knights, Aces, UNLV football. No Aces. Oh, no to no Aces. Aces. No sorry, Aces, sorry. Yeah. UNLV football was a yes. Correct. Um, UNLV baseball. Yes. Aviators was a yes. Yes. Uh, and it was a no to the Raiders, the uh, UNLV basketball, the Lights, and the Aces. And now the Vipers. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Correct, yes. Okay. And isn't there like some other, like, I don't know, what is it, a field lacrosse. hockey team or lacrosse? Yeah. There's a box lacrosse team. Yeah. Uh, there's an indoor football team. Anderson Silver Knights. Silver Knights. I would probably go between like the Vipers, the indoor football team, and the lacrosse team. I'd probably go to lacrosse first. If, if you said, you got to pick one, dude, I'd go to lacrosse. We also have the G League team at nope. Henderson nope. and the Silver Knights. Silver Knights I would Henderson. go to. Silver Knights I would go to to just, you know, watch some hockey. But See the right. prospects? Well, it would probably there's, be there's more about the Golden Knights. Right played the the Golden Knights. You probably saw half of them on the Golden Knights. <laughs> it would probably, well, yeah, it probably be more about like hanging out with friends and drinking some beer, and then watching a game that's going in the background. You'd be like, "Oh, is it over? We we win." Like that's probably what it'd be like, you know. But uh, I would go to that. Well, listen, go to the Vipers game. Then it's three bucks. Well, then you got to drive down there. That's you know, cheaper I don't... than the than the. Silver How much Knights? is parking? Five. That is a good question. Do you have to pay for parking down there, Danny? I would assume so, but. With oh, you don't have a mic. I'm yeah, asking you questions. You don't have great. a mic. That's partially my fault. <laughs> I think, like, when I used to go to the Aviators games down there, I, I think it was like five bucks to park. So, I, I mean, maybe they got rid of the parking fee, but. Well, I think it's up to the team or who's ever operating it. You got to pay to park at Lights games. What's parking at Lights games? <sighs> did they, I think they bumped it to 10 bucks this last season. $10? Yeah. How much did they take it to the game? Less than that. $10. <laughs> <laughs> Once you buy the ticket, you got to commit do, and go. Do they have assigned seating? Lights? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 There are general yeah. admission areas, but they do have actual, you know, row X, seat seven. Do we know what the actual um, attendance at the first game for the Vipers, the Vipers was? I didn't. I mean, I know it was raining, so it wasn't exactly a pristine day. But it was six thousand and twenty-three. Six thousand twenty-three for anybody that heard off mic, Danny. Yeah, I think that's. An, I don't know. I saw pictures. I think that's an absolute lie. After the rain, <laughs> there's no there way. Was seventeen hundred. Seventeen <laughs> yeah. or seventeen hundred. After well, it poured. Well, it it poured. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the probably the photos I saw. So I was like, right. they're like announced attendance six thousand. I was like, I feel like I can count them in this I'm photo. I'm wondering what team. In this city, does not announce attendance. In in other words, the announced is okay. Oh, they they do announce it, but it's not real. Right. Who, who's the worst uh, at lying about their attendance? Yes, because I would say this: UNLV basketball, it's pretty accurate now. Yeah, it's still yeah. more than probably actually show up, but they're only announcing like 6,000, 7,000 a game, which is pretty close. They used to announce 10, 11,000 for every game, and you're like, no, there's 3,000 people here. Uh, the Golden Knights announced a sellout every game, even though you watch it and there's oh no, there's, there's, empty, there's seats. empty seats at the Golden Knights now. Um, I'm seeing that, yeah. Raiders announce, I think, the actual number every game. Right. Um, 
So I, I don't, don't I don't know who the I biggest defender the, would be. I don't remember what the Aces announced. To tell you the truth, I don't either. I mean, the playoff games I went to were sold out. Basically, ninety nine percent full or whatever. So whatever they announced had to have been accurate, unless they were just like, yeah, add another three thousand onto there. <laughs> so, but I didn't. I do not remember the regular season games. What they announced. What they announced. Well, no they always idea. give you the well. This is the seat. These are the tickets we sold. That's right. Yeah, no, it's tickets right. out. Yeah, tickets out. Yeah, so they count every single season yeah. ticket Wait, holder key, ever. Key difference there: not tickets sold, tickets out. You might give some away for free. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. okay, oh, yeah. okay. Some away for free. Oh yeah, Those then count. the numbers definitely elevated. Yeah, 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 it's elevated. Even if they don't show up. Yeah. So you yeah. gonna make us a shake today? Yeah, so, oh. man, I'll tell you, this is the Ed Greeny special, buddy. I'm telling you. I mean, you're, the worst thing that happened was them not letting me make drinks in the studio anymore because for those who have listened to the show for a while, they probably know that Ed's not a big drinker. Um, and he would – but if there, if there was a drink that he would drink, this would have been the one because Ed likes his Frappuccinos and his frozen drinks and his – and Sweeter his ice cream. Would it, would it surprise you, and this is a, the true statement, would it surprise you it's been a year since I had a Frappuccino? Yes, that okay. would absolutely surprise right. Seriously? Wait, what have yes. you been drinking at Starbucks? Uh, <laughs> Did you pick a different... You picked grande, a different... Grande, not hot, grande non-fat hot chocolate with peppermint and whip. <laughs> so funny because when they... The, the Starbucks is probably like... We don't get that many kids here to order this hot chocolate, and then they're like, "But your <laughs> Starbucks I, sells a lot of hot chocolate." Like, hello. <laughs> oh man, they're like, no adults order hot chocolate. <laughs> you know? Do you order that drink when it's like July? No, no, no. Oh, like okay. now, like now. No, and this summer I don't even usually go there. Do you order it then the same drink but iced? No, I don't do a lot of iced stuff. My kids do. Okay. And Danny does. Okay. The degenerate does a lot of ice stuff. Okay. Yeah, I could I could see that being a. No. I could see you taking the exact same drink and being like, "All right, weather changed. Make it cold now." It. <laughs> yeah, put some ice in it. <laughs> and I think I feel like the the Starbucks by your house probably knows. They're like, "Mr. Graney, ice today?" You're like, "Yep." You don't even have to, you just like walk in the front door and kind of wave your finger. They're like, "Yep, on the way, sir." Yep. I feel like that's what it would be. But today's drink. I wanted to utilize, there's a couple new ingredients that are, are new and, and I highly recommend when you're in the liquor store that you look for these particular ingredients. Now, uh, this drink today, I'm going to do a variation of the classic grasshopper cocktail. The grasshopper cocktail is a drink that was allegedly created in like the early 1900s in New Orleans. and uh, Allegedly? It's for, allegedly you like you're throwing a bunch of well, you know, towel on that. Well, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of these drinks that are a little older. Um, you know, a lot of people stake claim to it, oh. so you really are, you know, records weren't well kept, and so you're really just taking, like, the most logical story and be like, that's probably the one, so I'm just going to do the uh, lawyer-like thing and say, allegedly, and, you All know, right. uh, you know so, right. uh, because we don't know for uh, 100% truth, but it, allegedly it was something that was created in the early 1900s in, in New Orleans, and it's, it's three ingredients, it's green creme de menthe, white creme de cocoa, oh. and cream. Right, it is a dessert-style cocktail, um, and much like the espresso martini, which has seen a resurgence in popularity, I'm starting to see a little bit of the grasshopper cocktail make a little bit of a resurgence. It is generally a sweeter-style drink, um, but it is absolutely delicious. But I wanted to take a twist on that and bump up the alcohol a little bit, and and make something with some new ingredients that are on the market. So. There are two new ingredients that have just, you know, for the for the most part, recently hit the market. The 
less new of them would be there's a George Dickel bourbon now, eight-year-old bourbon. Um, that's a, not quite as new as the brand new Bailey's Vanilla Mint Shake. Now, <laughs> this stuff is just like it's <laughs> so good. It's so good. The, like the Bailey's comes out with a new variant. Um, I feel like every year, like a new uh, line extension, new flavor. To say they hit it out of the park with this one, to me, is an understatement. It is like melted mint and chip ice cream. It is slightly green, like almost like a pale green in color. It is absolutely wonderful. Mint forward with a little bit of chocolate and vanilla on the back. It is, I mean, in your cocktails, over ice cream, in your coffee, however you want to drink it. It's a limited edition. So oh, really? get it while you can. Yes, it's like get those it. limited edition holiday shakes. Yes, get it while you can. But sometimes what Bailey's will do is if the pro, if if, if the, it sells well, if it sells well, it'll become a permanent extension. I'm telling you, when you walk through the grocery store or the liquor store, if you find a bottle of this, I'm telling you to buy it and buy two if you like mint chip ice cream. I love mint chip ice cream, and it is it, it that's what that's what it tastes like. So today's drink is three ingredients. And it's a variation of the grasshopper cocktail. So ingredient number one is our George Dickel eight-year-old bourbon. I'm only using a half of an ounce. It's 90 proof, okay? Now, remember, I told you the original recipe for the grasshopper is green creme de menthe, white creme de cocoa, and cream. So very low in alcohol, more sweet. So there isn't a base spirit to it like this. So I'm only using a half of an ounce, 90 proof bourbon to bump it up, okay? Um, But when I smell the George Dickel like in the bottle or in a glass. It, it does have a mint-like aroma to me. So to me, it is absolutely perfect for this drink, okay? Half of an ounce in my mixing tin. Then I'm gonna use two ounces of my Bailey's vanilla mint shake, two ounces. Like I said, it's slightly green. It's like a pale green color and has a beautiful mint and chocolate flavor. And then three-quarter ounces of creme de cacao, which is a white chocolate or white cacao liqueur. Um, Brand here doesn't necessarily matter. I used a brand called Gaetano. You don't really find too many like really high-end brands of this. um, And it's frankly not necessary. So an inexpensive creme de cacao will work perfectly. And the Gaetano brand, it fits the bill there, three quarters of an ounce. Add all those together, shake it with ice, strain it into a chilled cocktail glass. I garnished mine with a piece of mint and I fresh shaved some chocolate over the top. And I made it for you guys uh, from from the video that I'm going to post. And then um, my wife was working from home that particular day. So I walked it upstairs. Didn't work much longer. <laughs> and, uh, she, I, I mean, normally she'll, take, normally she'll take a sip and she'll tell me how, if she likes it or not. And then I, you know, that's it. Like, I just wanted a taste test. She drank the whole thing, and 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 she, I, work I, was done for the day. Like, so I, I gave her the drink. She took a sip. She looked at me. She says, oh, my God. And I said, you like it? She's like, this is so good. I said, okay, good. And I went to like reach to take the glass back. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're going to finish that. And she's like, yeah, I'm finishing this. So she. That she, would be my reaction. Yes. I'm telling you, Ed, like, because when you drink it, even though I bumped it up with a little bit of the, the dickle, it's not like, it's not a boozy cocktail. Even though like two of the, all three ingredients are alcohol, it, it, it is not a boozy drink. It's, you don't need to add any extra cream. Right, uh, because the creaminess comes from the Bailey's, right? If if I'm going to get those extra calories, I'm going to get it in booze, and so that's what I did for you, and that's that's where um, you could pour the Bailey's over ice cream. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, like you could put it in your hot chocolate. <laughs> if you like mint and chip ice cream, like 
it, that's what it tastes like. It tastes like so milk. So should be yelling at the, the barista, hey, where's your Baileys? Or bring your own. Bring the bottle with you. You know, fire. What, put what, this in there. What a weirdo would I look like no. walking into the Starbucks with the big bottle? Yeah, bring like, a flask. Whatever. <laughs> you know, sit in the Starbucks, open up your computer, flask it open, put a little bit in the corner. Like, what is he doing today? What he's like, he's staying. Doing? He's like, yeah. He's That's like, the person they put the phone numbers on the end of ads for, for if you have an alcohol addiction. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's that person. Uh, well, this stuff's just really good. So it's at least, you know, it's really good. It's really good. You will not be disappointed if you pick up a bottle or two of this. I'm telling you, though. Outstanding stuff. You got to buy a bottle. All right. We got to go to break. Okay. J.R. Stark is Southern Glazers Wine and Spirits and Beer, extreme mixologist for us. Uh, what is it again? Tell everybody what it is. So if they just tuned in, they know what to go buy. Okay. It's half of an ounce of Dickel, eight year old bourbon, two ounces of the brand new Bailey's Vanilla Mint Shake, three quarters of an ounce of white creme de cacao with ice. Shake it. Strain it into a chilled cocktail glass, garnish it with a piece of mint and some fresh grated chocolate. And don't drink it at noon on a Wednesday if you're supposed to keep working. Oh, or <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> or drink a double. <laughs> He's J.R. Stark. It's J.R. Thanks. Thank you, you buddy. Forgot to do this before we went to break, so we got to do it now. Luke Bryan tickets. He's coming. He's extending his residency into August, and we've got a pair of tickets for you right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go see Luke Bryan, be caller number one right now, and you'll win a pair of tickets to go see Luke Bryan on August 30th at Resorts World Theater. 702-364-1100. Luke Bryan, caller one, Danny, if you weren't paying attention. Just take the first one because I blew it and completely forgot. Uh, Danny is going to have a tough time because I just gave him a giveaway to do, and we've got to be off the air in like two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> yeah, he lost. Did you oh, lose you him, lose Danny? Him? Uh, I lost take the, the next one. Take the next oh, no. one. The, take the next, the next one. How sad is that for the guy? It's rough. It's rough. Just hey, take the next one. So, <laughs> hey, congratulations! You're the winner. <laughs> That's my fault. I forgot to do it. Uh, so yeah. Luke Bryan tickets. We'll have more to give away tomorrow. I think Man, we'll have more to give away tomorrow. Fired up about that drink. You, you've never seen you more just like gawking at something. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful drink. Tastes like mint chocolate chip oh, ice cream. Forget about it. Yeah, I don't like mint chocolate chip ice cream that much. You don't? No. You like ice cream? Yes. Okay. Love ice cream. Okay. Just not nothing chocolate, and I don't really like the flavor of mint either. You're not a either. chocolate guy? No, I don't like chocolate. Even dark chocolate? No, no chocolate. Like, really? If something has chocolate on it, sure, but just chocolate? No. Like chocolate bars and No stuff. chance I'm eating a chocolate bar. No? I'll eat, like, maybe a Twix. That's probably the most chocolate I'd eat on something is, like, a Twix. But I'm like, chocolate ice cream, kind of gross. What, do you go, vanilla? Oh, yeah. Do you put anything on it? Well, it depends on where I'm going, but usually, yeah. You got, Listen, if you go to, like, an ice cream place and they got, like, 90,000 flavors, yeah, I get, like, one of the weird fruity flavors. They're delicious. Okay. But I'm not going to eat the chocolate ones. My favorite ice cream place get... is a frozen custard place. Right. Just get vanilla with, like, caramel in it. Do you get delicious. frozen yogurt? Yeah. Do you put toppings on that? Yeah. Gummy, okay. like gummy bears. Right. 100%. Okay. The only problem is you got to eat the gummy bears fast because otherwise they get really cold. And then they're like, oh, it's a hard gummy bear. And you kind of have to suck on it for like five minutes before you can chew on it. Danny, get the frozen yogurt. Put the toppings on the bottom before you put the yogurt in. Oh, no. Swirl the yogurt and then put the toppings on the top. 
Oh, look, that's a, that's a pro that's move. A pro that move. is pro. I am See, impressed, that's Ed. A pro move. Mine's that's a pro very move. simple. That is cool. Although, if there's a lot of people in line, you're kind of well, jumping, jumping around and, around and around screwing people. everybody. Yeah, like, What's this idiot doing? He didn't but that's even a, get a joke. That's a good, I, that is a good move. Everybody needs to steal that.